Welcome to the Big MX Radio Podcast, brought to you by Alpine Stars MX, Fox Moto, as well as Phoenix Handlebars, and uh, also we've got motorcycle industry jobs supporting this podcast. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt, but with us on the line, we have one of the top flight riders from the Solitaire, Team Solitaire. These guys are amazing. The team's been progressing year after year, and uh, we're going to talk Supercross and beef jerky with uh, my good friend, Robbie Wagen. Robbie, how's it going? How's it going, Brad? Thanks for having me on. Hey, thanks for making some time for the Big MX Radio podcast and, and putting down those rugged iron weights uh, in the gym this afternoon to do the podcast. Uh, you were telling me off air how you were basically, you, you did some treadmill work and then straight to just like chest, shoulders, trying to get buff for uh, hitting the beach in in Orlando. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, it's got to stay yoked out here in Florida for uh, going to the beach and, and all that stuff. <laughs> no, I'm just well, no doubt, man. Um, like, go ahead. Yeah, no, I'm just, you know, just trying to uh, just tame it down a little bit, just to keep my body the same level I'm at right now. You know, with this being race week, I don't want to go into the weekend being sore. So just, you know, trying to keep the muscles moving in the gym and uh, just keep my body familiar with uh, with working out. You know, I think it's bad to, you know, when you're on a program and then if you were to get off of it, you know, your muscles it's like muscle memory you know you want your muscles to stay at that level and that way when you get to the race on saturday you're not tired you have energy and you're ready to go completely agree with you my friend uh that that base of fitness can disappear so quickly if you don't stay on top of it uh staying limber staying moving but not overexerting yourself because game day is this saturday you're used to starting supercross um on the west coast friendly confines of uh, basically being able to stay in your own house uh, for a lot of those races and the Anaheims and, and driving down to San Diego and stuff like that. This year, completely different uh, scenario. You find yourself in Claremont, Florida, doing some riding, get familiarizing yourself with the, the soil out there on the East Coast where a lot of the Supercross races uh, that you'll be racing are in. Daytona for the first time, Atlanta, everybody for the first time. Um, obviously, this is not your first year of Supercross, your number, national number 69 for a reason. Um, give us a little bit of the insight of sort of you finding out what's what the schedule was going to look like and then uh, formulating a plan of attack to be successful in a series that's much different than the ones you've raced in the past. Yeah, you know, it's definitely um, a lot different this year, something that I'm not used to, and I'm sure as well as a lot of the other riders. Um, you know, we're usually used to kind of going on our, you know, five, six-week break right now um, and not starting our series. So it's definitely a little different, but... Um, it's actually kind of cool you know um i'm not complaining i get to travel and check out a lot of different places like you had mentioned i'm in claremont florida right now which i've never been to and it's awesome um you know me and my brother you know we just kind of packed our van up and headed east and it's actually really cool you know we get to do you know brother bonding time and i think that's really huge for us um you know loading the van up going back riding different tracks together um, helping each other out, pushing each other. It's just, it's awesome. And, uh, 
you know, I as I wish we would have started earlier, yes, but I'm not complaining. I'm glad that um, we were able to do the West Coast Supercross Series this year. As You know, the whole Supercross Series, I was a little nervous that it wasn't going to happen, and I'm just super stoked that we get to go racing because that's what we live and breathe and everything, and uh, what we put our heart into is racing, and I'm stoked. So you have Robbie, you have RJ, you guys heading out onto the road. I'm sure you're basically just fueled by our jerky, uh, beef jerky. Um, first of all, give me a little bit of insight in, into like uh, the, the road trip scenario of the two of you. Who's controlling the aux cord? Who's picking the tunes? Um, and, and what's like the go-to flavor for beef jerky? I imagine it's probably 80% of your diet right now. <laughs> yeah um as far as driving and all the ox cord stuff like that you know um i think it's like a 50 50 you know kind of whoever's like you know whoever's driving it's like all right whoever's driving we're on ox not driving you're kind of more sweeping um so we kind of keep it you know half and half there we uh sometimes we have the radio you know turned down quite a bit and we're just checking the scenery out and talking and just bonding and stuff like that and you know that we have our our jerky on deck in the van at all times. Um, that stuff is amazing. You guys should go try it. www.eatourjerky.com. Go get some orders in. Um, you won't be disappointed. It's great stuff. Um, yeah, as far as the jerky goes, we kind of just we kind of started it up to one to you know teach us a little bit about business, um, and I think it's really great. Teaches us a lot and we're learning um and you know as well as helping us get to the races as what we're doing right now traveling you know hotels fuel stuff like that it helps us out a lot and uh lets us live our uh live our dream no doubt like that that's uh i imagine uh a ton of great lessons to be learned there kind of a little bit entrepreneurial on the on the side of things when when it comes to racing and uh like how how often is it that uh, people are asking you in the DMs all the time about uh, our jerky and, and how you guys kind of formulated that and how far it's come over the years? Because I believe this is at least uh, three, if not four years, kind of in the making. You guys like kind of building that up to what it's become. Right, right, yeah. It, it's it's uh, definitely taken a little while, and obviously we still have a lot of room to build on it. Um, but and we're stoked on where it's at right now, and you know we got a a limited edition seven deuce deuce flavor and no way with him yeah with him building it up a little bit and posting and it's helping out a lot and uh it's really cool to have people hit us up to get some jerky and they try it and they're like dude this is this is so good like it's the best jerky i've ever had in my life and it, it's just really cool to get that kind of feedback and and see those same customers you know keep coming back for more um, I think, you know, that just makes us a little bit happier on the inside, knowing that uh, other people like it and it's not just us. <laughs> that's pretty cool, man. I'm glad to see that that's being successful for you. Give the, the website out uh, one more time so people can uh, uh, go check it out and uh, like literally while they're listening to the podcast, put this put an order in for themselves. Yeah, it's www.erjerky.com. Um, go on the website. The website's pretty easy pops open all the flavors are right there and pick one and you're good to go 
killer. We're going to include uh, a link to that on the description of the podcast when we release it. Um, now, you've uh, yourselves as well as the MCR guys are the only dudes, and I think the, most of the MCR guys aren't in the boots. You're the only team that it's head to toe Liat. That's different. That sparks some conversation, uh, but it's not your first time in the gear. You wore it last year as well when you were with the team. Um, tell us a little bit about uh, wearing the gear, the colors involved. They got some really cool stuff they got going on with you. And then, uh, yeah, w- what are your thoughts on uh, being head to toe in, uh, in Liette? Because I imagine you probably didn't grow up wearing it. Right, right. Yeah, I did. definitely didn't grow up wearing it. Um, yeah, it's an awesome company, great group of people. Um, I think it's really cool that <clears throat> not only do they have gear, but they have boots and knee braces and your knee brace socks and goggles, helmets, like you name it, they got it. And uh, super good stuff, very comfortable, um, easy to work with the, the group of people there. Um, it's just awesome, you know, the whole the whole deal, you, you need goggles, you need tear-offs, whatever it is, they got it. Um, and it's I'm just I'm stoked to be a part of the whole the Liat fan, and uh, I'm sure the MCR people are as well. And and uh, it's great product, and they're only going to keep growing from here. That's awesome, man. Well, like that sponsor as well as all basically all the other sponsors on the team, all coordinated by my good friend Chris Elliott, who is an absolute pigeon of a of a team manager. Uh, <laughs> like he, he just he we uh, him and I, if we squared off on the ice, I would just drop him. Two, maybe one, two punches at max. Um, what's it like working <laughs> with that guy? Uh, just because he's like, just he's he knows how to do business, but he's every much as every bit as much a cartoon character in in that in, in what he is. Yeah, you named it. Um, he's he's awesome. You know, the whole crew: Ryan, Chris, my mechanic Eric. They're all awesome. You know, um, great people to work with. Um, Chris is. Like you said, he's he's got to be serious. He's serious and uh, got a great personality, and it, it's super fun to work with him. We can joke around with each other, and then you know when it's time to put our goggles on and go to work, we go to work. And and same same thing with Ryan. You know, I I uh, go up to Arizona where he lives and and stay with him for a little while and ride up there. And you know, like I, I mean, we're just normal people. You know, we go to dinner, we have dinner, whatever it is, cooking, whatever we're hanging out messing around joking around wake up in the morning we got to go go do our work we do our work and then you know we just shoot the stuff and and uh have fun well, there you go man uh, looking looking forward to uh rearing the results of that so second year with the team you're you're familiar with it uh and then you got it also you got your teammate Hardy Munoz, uh, the two of you guys have been making for some awesome content uh, on Instagram right now. If you're not already following uh, the race team, for the listeners that aren't, they need to go do that. Uh, what's it like uh, riding and training and, and uh, the, the little bit of time that you've probably spent with Hardy, both of you on the track, uh, getting used to things, being acclimated, and chasing your teammate around a little bit? Yeah, you know, I haven't spent too, too much time with him as he was spending most of his time in Arizona with Ryan and I was down in Southern Cali. Um, but he did make his way down a a couple times and, you know, it's super cool to have a teammate and to chase each other around and, you know, obviously learn from one another and, and, uh, do motos together. It's super cool. You know, I can watch him and learn stuff from him and I'm sure vice versa for him as well. And, 
and we get along really well which is easy you know like the first day we met we kind of just clicked right away and and it's super easy and he's fun to hang out with you know he can joke around also and and uh, I think it's actually really beneficial for both of us to be able to chase each other around on the track and and uh, push each other to to get one another better you know so it's it's fun it's really fun fair enough man so like you grew up riding racing about an hour north of la uh progressing through the sport at what point when you're growing up did it go from attending anaheim supercrosses stars in your eyes this is cool to like very likely and 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 becoming very real that you were going to be able to line up on the gate for one of these races uh qualify in through the heats race these main events score points and and become one of those guys that you watched in whether it be anaheim stadium or if you drove all the way up to oakland or san diego like uh what was that transition like for you and basically growing up in such a hotbed of motocross so many fast guys come from socal right right yeah so i mean basically you know when i was young my dad raced back in back in the day and and he was a really good pro and i grew up watching it and uh you know he got me into it when i was really young and it kind of just started off just riding and just going to race for fun my brother rj was more into the racing side than I was. And, you know, when I was on like 60s and 80s, I really didn't even want to race, to be honest with you. I just kind of more wanted to ride for fun. And then, I don't really know, towards the end of my 85 career, like, I would always go race just because my brother was. And something just kind of clicked in my head, like, man, this I, I want to do this. And, you know, we would go to Anaheim Supercrosses all back then they had the three rounds at Anaheim and we would go to all three of those and I would watch and I'd say, man, I really, I really want to be out there and, and do that. And then something clicked in my head and I was like, this is what I want to do. And I started training and, and, uh, really just trying to make my dream come true. And, you know, have being the first round or first ever supercross I did, it was really surreal. I mean, it still is being under the lights and all that. And, and the first year I did it, I just kind of wanted to go in with no expectations, just get my feet wet on the whole program because it's so much different than amateurs. And and for the first time lining up at a Supercross, just heat race, making it into the night show, it's, it's incredible looking up into the stands and seeing how many people there are and, and being down on the floor when there's opening ceremonies and just, just the whole program, you know, even being there just doing track walk is it's incredible um being inside of a stadium is so so amazing and and uh i love it man just like the butterflies you get on the line it's it's what we live for um i live for moments like that gets the juices flowing man that that's awesome it's good to hear that that still hits home for you uh one of the things that you're not going to be able to do you're going to be able to take advantage of uh like track walk uh this particular year uh you guys get basically a uh 15 i think 20 minutes to like basically look at the track and and formulate how you're going to do it of course you guys get a free practice that doesn't really not uh count for much but uh, 
how much of a disadvantage is it like not like going out there for that free practice without actually going and being able to size up some of the jumps, stand on the on the face of a triple and, and, and kind of just get get the lay of the land uh, and some of those rhythm sections that uh, that can be quite cr- tricky. Like, uh, do you think that's going to be uh, um, like a, a separator for you? And like, is that something that you think that, you, that you're is a strength for you is being able to pick up pick up tracks pretty quickly? Right, right. Um, I mean, yeah, the track viewing is definitely going to be different. We did have that in uh, the last few rounds in Salt Lake City last year. Um, and to be quite honest, it's really not that bad. Um, I mean, yeah, everything looks a little smaller from up in the stands compared to when you're down on the floor on the track. But um, also at the same time, you know, when you're doing a track walk, like in previous years, you can be in a rhythm looking at a section and you're like, wow, this this is not doable. Like, this is huge. And then you know, you get on your bike and you get on the track and it, you're like, oh, I can do that. Like, that's definitely doable. Um, so I don't know if I would say it'd be a disadvantage. Um, it definitely will just be a little bit different not being able to to see it eye to eye, like it's down the rhythm lane and being up in the stands is definitely going to be different. But um, fortunately for me, I, uh, you know, just riding different tracks and, you know, you show up to a practice track with at any practice track and you, you kind of have to do the rhythm, you know, if you've never been there or anything like that. So you kind of just have to put it in your head that you're at it's another practice day and you really have no choice at the level we're at right now, but to hit the jump. So, um, I feel pretty confident in, you know, doing the rhythms quick. Cause I feel like if you don't, they kind of just get in your head and then makes it harder on yourself. So you kind of just have really no choice, but to bust them out in free practice. I like it. I like the confidence. Uh, what would you say is like for those at, at home who have never skimmed a set of uh, Supercross whoops, uh, they don't know how difficult it is to navigate a, a Supercross track and, and the ins and outs of uh, of what what obstacles might be some of the more scary. Of, of course, most people go to the track and they see uh, that 65 foot triple and it just blows their mind. And it, especially like I've stood on the face of a, of a triple. It looks big, but you guys uh, make that thing look way too easy, maybe because it's automatic. They're all basically the exact same shape, size, whatever. Uh, and, and a few feet le- uh, long or short isn't too bad. Um, as far as to you, what is like when you see an obstacle on the track, not that it would make you nervous, but what, what obstacle do you sort of be like, ah, oh, I have to watch out for that one. Or that's not exactly like, uh, th- what, what obstacle gives you the most amount of, uh, of, of, of fits right now? When you, when you see it on a, on a track map or when you show up in the morning and, and it's just sitting there staring at you. Um, you know, I, I couldn't really pick that out. Um, you know, definitely like triples and rhythms are pretty scary because some look bigger, some look a little smaller. So it's like, you really have to time them just right for the first time you do it. And you know, at, at a Saturday event, on Supercross day, you can't, some people, you know, at practice tracks, they can jump off to the side of the rhythm and gauge it, you know, there's tough blocks on Saturday, so you really either have to do it or, or you don't, and uh takes a lot of commitment to do it, um, you know, there's a lot of obstacles that are scary to go, you know, you gotta go like a single over table to a triple, or step on, step off to a triple, which is kind of hard, because you can, you know, a step on, step off, you sometimes hang the rear wheel on the landing of the off and then it upsets your bike but you still have to be committed to triple after or 
you know, a tabletop to two singles after, which is technically called a quad, which that's very scary to do. Um, but if everyone's doing it, you kind of have no choice. Got, got to just man up and, and, and absolutely send it. Um, yeah, qualifying is going to be difficult this coming Saturday. Tons of fast guys. Of course, I'm sure more than a few of you uh, looking, especially on, on like a, like on a not factory level team, looking at the East Coast Championship, thinking that you probably could have podiumed, uh, <laughs> Robbie, um, given the current field on the, on the East Coast. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but I think there's about 22-digit guys uh, on the on the West. I think that 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 series is going to be a little deeper talent-wise uh, than uh, than the than the East has been so far. Of course, that's injury-ridden uh, so far um, that that particular championship. Uh, what does that mean for your results as you achieve them uh, throughout this next uh, the next the weeks that come? Like, is there is there more weight and more uh, substance to the to the uh, like if you're if you're able to get a top five finish like that that it like on the West Coast maybe it means a little more uh, than it does on the East right now. I mean, I don't necessarily say it would mean a little more. You know, I mean, just like the people on the East Coast, they're training just as hard as anyone and they're out there doing it and uh no matter what the case is um that's why we race and that's why we do it because you never know what could be thrown at you and you got to be ready for uh for what's to come so um yeah the field definitely deep there's a lot of people um in all the classes each region there's 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 guys man you never know the track could be different one day one weekend from the other weekend lap times could be the same i mean it all just you just you don't know how it's gonna play out, so you kind of just gotta play it by ear and just uh, see how it goes. But um, yeah, there's definitely a lot of dudes, and uh, you gotta be on your game come race day when the lights turn on. You gotta be on your A game, and uh, you can't slack. Fair enough. A very political answer from one Robbie Wageman, who uh, if if you read between the lines there, you basically told me that if you were on the East Coast, you would have won the championship. Uh, but uh, oh come on, I'm <laughs> just bugging you, man. Um, but uh, like, let's talk about a couple of like before I let you go here on the Big MX Radio podcast, brought to you by Phoenix Handlebars. Uh, a couple of the different event like venues that you're going to get to race this year that uh, you haven't in the past, and you and unless you race uh, on the East Coast uh, in in years to come, you won't be able to go back to for a while. Um, Daytona Supercross. Uh, growing up, being from Canada, pretty much that's the only Supercross we got to watch live. Uh, that wasn't on ridiculous tape delay at three o'clock in the morning. Um, <laughs> What what's what like? Are are you looking forward to to racing a track like that? Is that going to kind of play into your strengths a little bit? And same thing with uh, a couple of races in uh, in in Atlanta, where I think it's going to be some some Georgia clay. It's uh, it's going to be a little bit more wide open, not so super crossy. I know, like obviously, Supercross is one of the is near and dear to your heart. You excel at it, but uh, are you excited to kind of throw those types of tracks into the mix a little bit? Absolutely. I'm stoked. I've uh, always wanted to go and do Daytona. It's been on my bucket list ever since I started racing Supercross. Um, I was going to try and do it last year, and the cars just didn't fall into place for me. Um, so I'm I'm so stoked to do it. It, all, it looks like such a cool venue and cool track. They always have a good design for it. Um, and 
my dad always tells me you know, his best finish was sixth place at Daytona. So I got some big shoes to fill. No kidding. Um, okay. Tells, yeah, he always tells Dad's me. Dad's flexing on you. You know, can't, bold move. Yeah, he's like, you can't tell me anything, you know, until you do better than me. Hey, it's, it's you know, you can't. I know times are different, but it doesn't matter. I still got six, and I'm like, all right, you you got me, man. You're right. Yeah, you're man. right. So I'm definitely excited to go to Daytona. Um, just to experience it, um, I've always wanted to, so I'm stoked. And uh, yeah, I mean, Atlanta. I did it. I did Atlanta two years ago. It was in the in the dome though. Um, okay. For the East West Shootout. That's right. So, okay. So this year with it. Yep. So this year with it being at the speed speedway track, it's going to be a, a little bit different. It's outdoor. You never know what the weather. I mean, you never know what the weather anywhere. You know, we can have a couple mud races, whatever gets thrown at us. It's, uh, it's going to be a good time, and I'm, I'm stoked. You know, like I said, I get to travel and, and see different different stuff and different venues than what I've seen in the past, and, and I just think that's super cool. Right on, man. Well, uh, looking forward to seeing you out there this Saturday, Team Solitaire, uh, along with your uh, your teammate Hardy Munoz. Um, like, where where can people follow you along on uh, on social media, uh, your own personal one, and uh, throw out that R Jerky again? Because I think if I know the Big MX Radio fans, as if I think I think I know them, I think they're 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 going to be big uh, R Jerky fans. So uh, one more time, throw it down for us to where they can follow you as well as follow along with uh, uh, the Jerky Company. Absolutely. Um, so my Instagram handle is at Wageman just my last name w-a-g-e-n-a-n um and we also have an r jerky instagram that will also probably be updating on their instagram story if they don't post so you know that we'll be we'll be posting up on on the day of, of supercross and showing you guys some previews of what's going on throughout the day um so yeah definitely follow follow both of those instagram handles again at wageman and at r jerky um and then our website again is www.eatourjerky.com, and uh, it's like I tell everyone, man, it's a it's a great supercross snack. You know, when you don't want to get up and make food because you're hungry, you can always sit there on your couch while you're watching and, and have a little our jerky snack. It can never go wrong with that. Love it, man. Well, uh, glad to see you're here. You're eating right. Uh, you haven't killed your brother on this long-ass road trip. Uh, excited to see uh, what the weeks that come with you. I appreciate you making some time for me after you were getting swole in the gym, doing those reps for Jesus and all that. But, uh, yeah, you have yourself a great rest of your night, man. Yeah, thank you. You as well. Thanks for having me on. Robbie Wageman here on the Big MX Radio Podcast, my friend. Do not hang up just yet, but for podcast sake, we're going to cut it off right there.